Heidi Hair Show podcast. I do this three times a week. You can subscribe at iTunes and you can also catch them at HeidiHarris.com. And of course, I post them on Twitter and Facebook. And I hope you're catching my brand new Las Vegas local show on 670 AM KMZQ. I'm on weekday mornings, 9 to 10 AM. So please plan to join me. There's a listen live button on the HeidiHarris.com page. So check it out and uh, go ahead and click on that and listen mornings 9 to 10. And of course, listen to the entire lineup at KMZQ 670 AM. Just saw this story this morning. There's a guy by the name of Kevin Kamenetz. Now, you probably don't know that name. He's running for governor in Maryland. He's a Democrat. He's had quite a storied political career, had a wife, two children. He was 60 years old. He looked like the picture of health. Apparently, he ate well. He went to doctors frequently. He just looked really good at 60 years old. I mean, a lot of men have a paunch. He looked fantastic to me. And he dropped dead of a heart attack in his home. Basically, had a heart attack, went to the local paramedic station, they took him to the hospital, he didn't make it. And it's one of those things where I don't know anything about him other than what his friends say, that he was a healthy guy and he went to the doctors and exercised and, you know, ate the right food and stuff. Genetics are so much a part of what anybody deals with. I had a friend in town a year or so ago who passed away and he ate nuts and twigs, Worked out two hours a day, same thing. Dropped dead at age 60 of a heart attack. So I'm going to keep eating my fast food and I'll probably live longer than all of you. No, I'm I'm not saying that you shouldn't eat right and exercise because you should. I try to eat better and I, I've been out of the drive-thru now for a while. I've been trying to stay away from it. It's a challenge for me. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a big challenge for me. I like fast food. I think a lot of people do. I don't like to cook. So for me, the time it would take me to cook and stir and wash dishes and everything else, I could just go through the drive-thru and grab a quick meal. And I know how to eat fairly well in the drive-thru. I mean, I guess it's all bad, but I don't eat a lot of this. I don't eat any sauce and I don't eat French fries and stuff. But bottom line, genetics are a huge factor. Now, you're going to feel better while you're here if you eat well. But ultimately... When it comes right down to it, and there was a study that came out a couple of years ago that showed that a lot of people, when it, the, the main cancers and issues that people have basically come down to either genetics or the luck of the draw. So take care of yourself. It's a good idea to keep your weight down and exercise and all those kinds of things, but don't think it's going to necessarily buy you any extra time. And that is a lesson for everybody. This poor man is running for office, got a family, and just basically starts having heart issues in his bed. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, he passed away. So, you know, it's just a lesson to all of us to live every day because it could be your last. I mean, you could, you know, get slammed into it at an intersection. Anything could happen. So don't want to be maudlin this morning, but I do want to mention that I think it's really important that we all take every day as a gift and appreciate that and keep short accounts with God, keep short accounts with people. I think that's really important. So that's uh, very, very sad. I've been reading a book lately that I have not ever read, believe it or not. It's called Future Shock, and it was written in 1970 by Alvin Toffler. And if you've heard of it, or you read it in college or high school, you probably know about it. I read 1984 and Brave New World, but for some reason I didn't read Future Shock. And the other day I picked up a copy. And it's been fascinating. This book was written, by the way, in 1970. And it talks about the way some people can't adapt to the future and how fast things are moving. And it talks about how much faster things have moved in the last hundred and so years. Now, this is written in 1970, so let's say the last hundred years before that, versus in many hundreds of years before that. Pretty fascinating. But one thing that really struck me, and I haven't gotten through the book yet, but I'm pouring away at it, 
One thing he mentioned that I thought this was really important is Barbie dolls. It's just a crazy example, but I was a little kid growing up with Barbies. Barbies came out a few years before I was born, and I had Barbie dolls. And actually, I was a, a bigger fan of a different kind of doll called a Dawn doll that only came out late 60s, early 70s. I liked those better than I did Barbie dolls. But anyway, the point is, we had dolls, and when we got tired of them, we just got new ones. There'd be a new Barbie coming out with whatever, a new Dawn doll coming out with whatever. We would just get new ones. Whereas our parents and our grandparents would have a doll that they would carry their entire lives sometimes, or certainly through their entire childhood, and then sometimes keep them as adults. And it used to be that people would buy better clothes and they would keep them for decades once they became adults. They would buy good stuff and keep it. And I try to be that way. I know that a lot of folks criticize conservatives for being big consumers. I rescue dogs. All my dogs are rescues. They were already born when I took them out of bad situations. I recycle clothes. I go to thrift stores. I donate. I have raided more stuff off curbs than you can imagine and repurposed it and refinished it. I'm just big on not wasting things. I don't like to waste. And I know that Americans, no matter how you live your life, you still waste more than a lot of people in other countries do. I get all that. But bottom line, it's interesting how we have a culture of folks who just throw things away. You throw Barbie dolls away, you throw toys away, and you're very quick to throw friendships away, jobs away, spouses away. You just don't care. You live your life in a very fast way and you figure, eh, there's another one down the road. There's another husband down the road. There's another job down the road. There's another friend down the road. Who needs it? Who needs to deal with it? And unfortunately, that attitude permeates a lot of things. It's almost like the abortion issue. Uh, abortion, obviously, is an issue that's very contentious with a lot of people. Some people believe it's murder. Some people do not believe it's murder. I do think that no matter how you feel about abortion, it has cheapened our respect for life. You're inconvenient. You're not here. Eh. You're inconvenient. You're old. We're going to stick you in a home. And that's an issue, too. And people don't seem to be, going back to this book, Future Shock, people don't seem to be as connected to their communities as they used to be. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, obviously, it still happens in Las Vegas and a lot of other towns where towns just don't look the same. You know, 30, 40 years, everything's changed. 20 years, 10 years, it looks entirely different. I mean, look at the Las Vegas Strip compared to how it was you know, 30 years ago, I have a the boxed set of the TV show Vegas with Dan Tana. Go ahead and laugh if you want to, but that was a big deal. And that was filmed when I was in high school. And it was a huge deal for Las Vegas. It was on for a couple of seasons. And the reason I have the box set was there were some good episodes, some not so great, but it was a fun show to watch because I grew up in this town and it's amazing to me to see the changes that have happened. Obviously, this town does not resemble the town I grew up in, and we are so quick to bulldoze anything that's 40, 50 years old, like I said, even 10 years old, whether it's a house, whether it's a building of any kind, a government building, a school, whatever, instead of fixing things, instead of building them right the first time and maintaining them. I mean, you look at Europe, they have buildings that are really old. You even look on the East Coast, for example, I've been to places like Charleston, South Carolina. You've got houses on the water that have been there, and Charleston's a beautiful town if you ever get a chance to go. A little humid for me, a lot of bugs, but it's beautiful. On the water, you've got houses that have been there for 300 years. 
and they were built solidly and they've got hurricane shutters and whatnot and they have withstood all this stuff. Nowadays, people build houses, they build them out of toothpicks and they blow down the first time there's a hurricane. It's just a different attitude. Now, I'm not saying you're a bad person if you feel like you need to buy a new car every three years or whatever. But it's just interesting how we have this transient society. And it's not just about transients passing through town. It's just about not really being invested in things. We don't like it. Eh, we just leave. I watched a documentary a couple of years back about the clothing industry. And it was kind of fascinating. And of course, it had a liberal bent. All documentaries have a bent. And it was talking about these cheap shirts that people can go. There are stores that'll sell shirts for $5, $7, $10, whatever. This just cheap junk that's made in China that fills the landfill that you wear for a week. You might wash it once and it falls apart. And I know that people don't want to spend the money, but it really does make a difference. A couple years ago, and this is a stupid illustration, but I think it's important. I bought a really good pair of boots. I had been buying, you know, every year I'd go to one of the stores and RV two years and buy a pair of boots, you know, a DSW or one of those stores and I'm not bashing DSW, but I'd buy, you know, a pair of boots, 60, 70, 80 bucks, which is not cheap. I mean, for me, that's, you know, decent amount of money. And, you know, they would hurt my feet. I couldn't walk around the mall with them. And then they're on the shelf and I hardly ever wear them. So finally I said, you know what? The heck with it. I'm going to spend some money on a pair of boots that are going to last me. And I did. I bought some really good boots and I paid for them. Believe me, I did. And I thought, you know what? I don't care. And I've had these boots now and I don't get a lot of chance to wear them. Of course, in Vegas, it's not that cold most of the year, but they are fantastic and they're well made and they've lasted me. I've had them at least three years and I'll probably have them four, five, six. There's no wear on them at all. I polish them, whatnot. So I'm getting to the point now where I'm buying better things and fewer things. You know, if you buy a $10 pair of shoes that you wear once, as opposed to a $100 pair of shoes that you wear a thousand times, then you're in better shape. And years ago, I bought a pair of shoes from Echo, the company, and I, I like their stuff. And I bought a pair of sandals at Nordstrom. And normally, I don't spend a lot of money on shoes. I'm just cheap that way because I hate shoes. And they always hurt my feet. And I thought, you know what? I'm buying these shoes. I don't care. And I gulped and I spent like 100 bucks on them, which to me is a lot of money. I wore these shoes. If I wore them once, I wore them five thousand times. I had them for years. Absolutely. And they fell apart. They ultimately, I mean, after I had them at least five, six years, maybe more than that, they finally ultimately started falling apart, unraveling and whatnot. But they were fantastic. And if you start calculating how many times you wear something good as opposed to buying cheap shoes and, you know, look in your closet, ladies and gents, how many pair of shoes do you have that you can wear around the mall? How many pair of shoes do you, does anybody go to malls? How many pair of shoes do you have that you can wear more than 10 minutes? And it's all about this transient society. We have to have 500 pair of shoes, not 10 or five that are really, really good. And so this book, Future Shock, has been kind of interesting to me to read because it really does predict a lot of the things in the future. And once again, it was written in, well, written prior, I'm sure it took him a while to read it because it's a pretty thick book, but it came out in 1970. And I do think that that makes a difference, how people view things. And they're so quick nowadays to walk. And I know people who've walked away from marriages that are just, you know, the most ridiculous reasons. And if you talk to people who've been married for 30 or 40 or 50 years, and I know many people like that, They've gone through, for the most part, they have gone through the same things that other people have gone through. 
They've gone through job problems. They've gone through kid problems. They've gone through health problems. Maybe there's been adultery. I'm not defending tolerating adultery or abuse. Certainly not at all. The Bible is very clear on that. You shouldn't tolerate that. But they've gone through many of the other BS problems that people are so quick to walk away from a marriage based on, you know, I don't, he doesn't like the same kind of things I do. Well, then you should have picked better or whatever. A lot of it goes back to people not picking well and then just being quick to walk the minute there's trouble. Then they get out there in the real world of being single, especially as you get older, especially for ladies when the pickings are slimmer. And then they wind up going, wow. I should have stuck with it. And the statistics show that after five years, most people regret a divorce, but they're so quick to walk away. And the same with friendships, the same with jobs, the same with a lot of these things. People are just quick to go, oh, the heck with it. I don't need it. I'm going to toss it. And so I think we all should think a little bit more clearly and be a little more circumspect in the decisions that we make about things in our lives and actually give them some value. And once again, if you look around my house, maybe I should do some video of some things that I've got in my house that I value that are old. I've got a desk that I'm doing this podcast from right this minute that I bought at a thrift store for 40 bucks. I love it. It was built in the 60s. It's got the little cylindrical legs, solid as a rock, weighs a ton. It even has a pop-up thing for a typewriter. I guess it was the secretary's desk, but I liked it because it was deep. And a lot of old desks are not so deep. It's deep so I can put a computer on it and everything. I love this desk. I would rather have this desk than anything else. It even has cigarette burns in it. That's how cool this desk is. I love it. I'm all about repurposing, recycling, there's, oh, I, I have a thing in my kitchen I should take a picture of. And maybe I have, I don't know if I put it on Facebook or not. I have a thing that I now use as an island in my kitchen. And what it was, was a, a wood table that somebody had put out on a driveway just because it had a broken piece of metal that could easily be soldered. And I was with my friend's teenage daughter and I said, hey, let's grab that. And I have a car big enough to put it in. So we stuck it in the car and I had it out hidden, you know, put it in a storage unit for a couple of years. And then when we moved, I thought, oh, you know what? Let's pull this out and take a look. And I took it out and I put lacquer on it because obviously it's got to be water resistant. I lacquered it up, took the legs off, put it on top of another old table that, that somebody had actually given me. And it is a fantastic island in my kitchen. And people comment on it every time they come over. It's got drawers in it. It's super cool. It's an island. And it cost me zero other than some lacquer and a little elbow grease. And so I think that, and not everybody's crafty, and Lord knows I'm not that crafty, but I think that if we took some time to actually preserve things and care about the past, and put some value in things and not just be so quick to toss them the minute there's a crack in something or a rip in a piece of clothing or your shoe strap breaks. You know how many times I've taken things to shoe repairs? I've done that and I had a really nice pair of boots I took a couple years ago, a different pair than I was discussing earlier, that had a problem with the heel, but I really liked the boots. So I hung on to them because I was kind of poor at the time and I didn't want to spend the money. And then I went and had them done at the shoe repair. They're fantastic. They'll probably last me another five years. So you need to take care of things and value things. It's not about having the newest, greatest, latest. I think we really need to put some emphasis on preserving things because it's not just about the stuff. It's about relationships. It's about every aspect of our life that we're so quick to toss and look for the next shiny thing. 
And I think that's a lesson for all of us. Hey, don't forget about my new book, Don't Pat Me on the Head, Blowback Setbacks and Comebacks in Vegas Radio. It is getting fantastic reviews on Amazon. So I recommend that you get it. It's not political. It's about my radio career, but it's also about a lot of behind the scenes radio stuff, how to pick topics and guests and callers and stuff I've gone through that we can all relate to. And I think you'll really like it. If you like radio, even if you don't like me, I think you'll get some value out of this book. I worked hard on it. I hope you pick up a copy. Don't pat me on the head. Blowback, setbacks, and comebacks in Vegas radio. It's also available on Kindle. So pick that up. And don't forget my new show on 670 AM KMZQ, weekday mornings, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. If you forget everything I just said, you can listen live at HeidiHarris.com because that's where all my social media is. So if you can, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, I do the podcast. Everything's on HeidiHarris.com. And you can also sign up for my free newsletter at HeidiHarris.com. So please take the time to do that. And I will update you only when there's an update. I'm not going to bombard you with emails. Don't worry. I won't do that to you. Until we meet again, remember that you were created for a purpose. Keep short accounts with God. Keep short accounts with people because you never know how much time you have left on this planet. Every single day is a gift. I'm Heidi Harris. Here's Tony Scottwell.